Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmar. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. And uh, last September, or September the 9th, uh, a week ago, I did a video entitled uh, Six Stocks That You Need to Own for the Next 10 Years. And, the, and I told you I would give you those six stocks over the following five weeks. Uh, the first stock I talked about was Amazon. And if you don't know why I want to buy Amazon, go find it. It was on September the 9th. The second stock I want to talk about is that that I, I would own for the next 10 years is that of Google. Uh, it's a behemoth. It owns a lot of data. It, it owns uh, the, the search business. It, it has built a very successful moat around itself. But I want to share with you in this video why if Google doesn't make a change in the, in the coming future, uh, I'll dump it. I'll get rid of it and I'll never come back to it if they don't make a change. And what I want to do is explain that change to you in full detail so you know what to be watching for because of something else that's going to happen as a result of artificial intelligence and how it really could jeopardize Google's position as a dominant company. But first, I got to tell you, I'm not your financial advisor. I'm only here for entertainment and education. And my real goal is to help you make good uh, investment decisions. And I hope I can do that. I'll be right back as we publish this disclaimer. Best of Us Investors presents Carrie Griegmeier. Okay, Google's, Google's one of my top holdings. In fact, I think right now, uh, because it's gone up so much this year and is at a record highs, I think it's my number one holding in dollar value. Uh, and I'm happy with it. Uh, they're, they're just crushing it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, there is no other search engine. And, uh, and, and as a result of that, they own the advertising business, they and, and Facebook. And they, they do probably about twice as much business as Facebook. Uh, so I want to own them. Uh, but you need to recognize, I alluded to, artificial intelligence is going to jeopardize Google's business. And I first learned about this in, in my reading, and that was this book, uh, The Future is Faster Than You Think. And on page uh, 123, there is a title, uh, a, a chapter called Goodbye Advertising, Hello Jarvis. Well, goodbye advertising speaks very strongly to where Google is dominant. And what this goes on to say is that through the use of artificial intelligence, I will no longer be a buyer. Um, and they go through an example and they use toothpaste as the example. Um, and what they're basically saying is, when I buy toothpaste, I have no idea of the chemical makeup of that toothpaste. I don't know um, how true the, the advertisements they make about the whitening of my teeth. And I don't know how true it is relative to my teeth. Now, they may whiten your teeth because your teeth are made up different than my teeth, but Google doesn't know that, or not, Colgate and, and, and Crest doesn't know the makeup of my teeth, but somebody does. 
and that will be Google or whoever has my DNA. Uh, once I get my DNA sequenced, the, 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 the chemicals of my body will be common knowledge to those who possess that DNA sequencing. And they will know how well Crest or Polydent or Colgate matches up to achieve the whiteness, the freshness of breath in Kerry, as opposed to masses of people. They will know and we're in this book they call my my avatar Jarvis Jarvis will know so Jarvis will also know how how much toothpaste I've got in my drawer because Jarvis will know how often I brush my teeth how much toothpaste I use and what's the life expectancy of a tube of toothpaste so Jarvis will go and literally place an order with whomever I do my toothpaste business with and have the toothpaste come that fits my body, that fits my chemical makeup. So there is no reason to advertise toothpaste to me. There's no reason. Well, we just lost one customer for Google. This same is going to be true of every purchase I make, whether it be a new car, uh, my, my, my Jarvis, my artificial intelligence, my avatar will know that I only like black cars with black interior, um, will know the, the make of car I like, will know because it's been monitoring my conversations with anybody and everybody, whether I want a um, uh, internal combustion engine or a um, an electric vehicle, it will know my bank account, it will know better than I what kind of car, car I can afford, and it will know the condition of my current car and will actually probably notify me, Carrie, it would be wise for you to get rid of your car. And in fact, we think that you should buy an XYZ car, which has this, this, and this. We're going, would you like us to place the order for you? Okay? It, there would be no reason for BMW, Mercedes, Tesla, anybody to advertise to me because Jarvis will make the decision. What about fashion? I basically wear black t-shirts and, and a sports coat and, uh, and, and Nike shoes, okay? Jarvis knows that, but Jarvis will also know when Nike puts a chip inside a shoe so that I don't wear that shoe beyond my capability. And Jarvis will check my shoes on a regular basis and also will know my checking account and my bank account and whether I can afford the $140 shoe or the $90 shoe or the $30 shoe. Jarvis will know that. So there's no reason for Google or Facebook or anybody else to be putting advertising in front of me. There's just, there will be no reason. So if I don't see Google change in that direction, in that emphasis, I got to get out of Google. I need to see them making that change. So do I believe they will? Well, uh, just this last, as it, as it might be, just two weeks ago, I bought two of these. I'm going to change that to a black band. I don't like that gray band. And that's, that's a Fitbit. That's my Fitbit. Okay, Google owns Fitbit. 
as a reason. One of the reasons I got this Fitbit, two reasons. One, I bought one for Nita, and Nita was having some um, heart murmur situations, and this Fitbit is going to be such that I will be able to squeeze it like this in uh, a couple months, and it will do electrocardiogram on me. It will, it will measure my heartbeat, and then it will have the ability, if I authorize it to, to send that to my doctor. Now, Nita had went just Friday and had a uh, electrocardiogram. Actually, she had some sort of, I think, an echogram is what they called it. But that only catches her at one time in her life. She will probably have no, uh, for another year, she will probably not have them. But what if she's feeling lightheaded? Uh, she feels nauseated. She could take her watch. She could take her Fitbit and she could push it on both sides and it would do an electrocardiogram and then send it to her doctor. That's Google. It, it's also Apple. Apple already has that feature. This watch also measures my, the oxygen level of my blood on a daily basis and shows me any variation. It measures my heart rate and it measures my sleeping heart rate and keeps a track record of it. It measures my heart rate when I go run. This is all being fed through Fitbit to Google. So I see Google as probably not being, it'll probably still be a search engine for me if I have anything I need to search for because Jarvis will probably do all, will probably recognize, hey, Carrie wants to know this and Jarvis will tell me it before I even ask the question. But Google search will be there and I, I suspect that they'll find another way to monetize it and, and I'm not quite sure. Well, there's nothing they should advertise to me, but nonetheless, Google is going to be a major player in healthcare. And I am of the belief that we are in the midst of the healthcare revolution. And that uh, Apple is going to be a major player. Uh, the whole biotech world, if you follow me on, on other YouTube videos, uh, I'm, I'm investing in, in biotech because again, I, I believe that the stock market reacts to the events that happen in the world we're in. And the biggest event that has happened in my 77 years is the coronavirus. And much as at the end of World War II, when the Allies sat down and said, this can never happen again, and it never did happen, has happened again, um, this is what they're working on now. This can never happen again. We have to find a, a way to deliver health care such that we don't bring our economies to their knees. We don't jeopardize the well-being of our nation and, our, and its citizens from a virus that comes from wherever, whether it be biological warfare, whether it be a mistake, whether it be a bat laying, pooping on a chicken in Wunan, China, and somebody eating that chicken, and then it, I don't know, but it can't happen again. And the companies that are going to succeed are the companies that are going to play in that world. And Fitbit is Google's play in that world. I think you're also going to see Google get into wearables, um, they're going to expand upon Fitbit's uh, positioning. That also tells you who the stock I'm going to be talking about next week, and that is Apple. Um, they're going to be a major player. So 
I will continue to own Google. I think it is a no-brainer. I think it is a cash-making machine. And as long as you and I have all the cash we need, and what was it I just read that there is an excess of $4 trillion, yeah, $4 trillion are sitting on the sidelines right now in the investor's world, in the investment world's hands, waiting for someplace to invest, waiting for an opportunity. Now, what I believe they're waiting for is a dip. They're waiting for what I think is going to happen is probably before December 31st of this year, a 10 to 20% dip in the stock market. And it's going to be out of fear. It's going to be something that's going to reach up and grab you by the eyeballs and say, holy crap, look what's happening. And a good, a good possibility of that is just look back to March of 2020 and see how the market reacted when the hospitals got flooded. And I think it's going to happen again. Uh, again, I'll, I'll repeat what I said uh, on, on Monday. I watched Saturday football. I watched, I watched Alabama play Mercer, and then I, then I watched uh, the, today on Sunday. I'm doing this video on Sunday. I watched uh, Atlanta play Philadelphia. And in both cases, the stands were full, 100,000 people sitting within three inches of each other, screaming, Ray, Ray, Ray. How many molecules came out of my mouth just then that if I had the coronavirus or any other virus, anybody in this room would have gotten? Well, that's what we got going on in the football stadiums. That's what we got going on in the concerts. That's what we got going on in our world. If you've got 100,000 people in a stadium and you know that 40% of them have not been vaccinated, and another 20% of them have been vaccinated and are carrying the virus asymptomatic, how many do you think are going to walk out of the gate after the game with the virus? 100,000 there, 40 without virus, 20% carrying it asymptomatic. How many are going to get infected? of that 40% that aren't infected. 4,000 of them? I, I don't know, but I'm pretty confident it's gonna be a hell of a lot more than at last year's football games when there was nobody in the stands. So the market will correct to my thinking at this point. And later on in my videos, I'll tell you what, I, what I'm going to do about it and how I'm going to react to it. And am I going to write it out uh, because it may not happen? Or am I going to put 25% of my portfolio in cash? And if I am, which stocks? Will I sell Google? Will I sell Amazon? Will I sell Tesla? Will I sell my biotechs? I'm not sure. But I'm consuming information and I'm sharing information for one reason to make better investment decisions. I want to turn this into a team sport. I want your help in exchange for my help. And then I want something else. I, I, I want you to subscribe and I want you to like, and I want you to have a wonderful day. Talk to you again tomorrow.